Hello and welcome back to another episode of Hurt Business Radio. I'm the other guy and it has been a while between drinks. I've missed you guys. Ben, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, Mickey. I haven't missed you. We just did uh, a week and a bit in the US together, so I'm sick of you of anything. But uh, yeah, yeah I've that missed, was more directed uh, at Jade. I missed Jade. Okay. Well, you saw Jade on on Saturday night. We'll talk about um, everything that went down on Saturday night in just a moment. But um, what a great time it has been overall in Australian boxing and world boxing. So much happening. Uh, we were very lucky to be over there for Wilder Fury 2, an historic fight. And uh, so much happening here at home, of course, headlined by what's coming up between Jeff Horn and Tim Zhu. We'll talk about that a little bit later on as well. But uh, yeah, Jade, how are you doing, mate? Um, look, I'm I'm Okay. I'm okay now, like a little bit. Um, oh, mate! Of course, I was I was devastated with uh, with what happened. We we thought we thought we did enough to get the decision at least um, six six to four. But um, look, mate, I um, I was devastated, but I've had some pretty positive talks with um, Dean Lonigan, Lyndon Hosking, and um, Stuart Duncan in uh, getting Zilly back out here for a rematch. Um, I just hope that he doesn't have um, a current affair over there in Switzerland. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I hope he comes back for his, uh, for his girlfriend. But, uh, yeah, let's just, let's just hope they don't, they don't um, get Channel on over there. But, look... Um, yeah, if he can afford to come back, he'll be fine. But, um, yeah... yeah uh, uh, Jade, a lot of people have asked me since the coverage the other night about something you said in the ring immediately afterwards when I asked uh, you in the post-fight interview um, whether there was anything specific that um, had been going on. And you mentioned that there's been some issues in the family. I don't know if you want to – do you want to elaborate on that? Or I don't feel that it's been my place no. to, to say anything about I, that. So I don't know I if can, you I'll, do. I will elaborate on that. Uh, but that – that's not that's not an excuse for uh, for what happened. Like I I whole I solely blame myself for that, and I'll get into that. But um, the actual family issue, and I, I suppose I didn't think it was um, messing with me as much as, as what it actually has. And everyone knows the relationship that I have with my father. Yeah. Like I I love that man. I know we we hang a lot of shit on uh, on Lennifer on her business radio. <laughs> But mate, I I love the man, and um, look, he's he does he's been diagnosed with um, prostate cancer, and it's at um, it's at a level where they can't do the radiation pellets, and he's he's had a procedure now that um, is going to zap him of um, zap him of um, test, and we finally made him um, retire from work, so now he just concentrates on on training training myself. We've got about two months' time, and then he'll start his radiation, and that'll be targeted. and And look, it's um it's all under control. And with um anyone who is familiar with prostate cancer, it is one of the most treatable conditions that um that you can have as far as cancer is concerned. And um the targeted um the targeted radiation yep. he'll he'll be he will be having will start um once this course of um, medicines ran its once this is ran its course and um, it um, it won't interfere with him or, or knock him around too much I'm led to believe but um, as far as as do you want me to act I'll get into everything that sort of went in in the lead up or because I don't want to make excuses I don't want to make excuses yeah but, yeah well no this 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 is um <laughs> it yes, was your suit. My, your suit was too heavy. I blame. Um, I, I thought blame, that on the um, way to the ring. I blame the people who made my suit and um, that that velvet. For anyone who's worn velvet before, yeah, um, would know. Doesn't doesn't breathe. <laughs> it's, yeah, you came out of the terrible <laughs> rash. A terrible rash, and uh, really, uh, no. But, no, no. Well, no, but seriously, yeah. yeah. Obviously, um, yeah. I knew, I knew the, um, I, I, I knew the developments with regards to Len, and um, yeah. yeah Len listens to the show, so, and I had a good chat with him the other yeah. night, obviously. But uh, yeah, everyone's thinking of him, and um, yeah, no doubt this would have been a significant distraction, and you could tell that even in the lead up to the fight, talking to you. Um, and we missed. Yeah. I only, only missed a few, a few, a few nights training here and there with Dad. But um, majority of the training I miss was um, injuries that I sort of caused myself. So I literally I have no one but 
to blame but myself. And when when I come into camp, I was so fit. Like I felt I felt so good after coming off the back of the cash and I've win. And look, put it this way. If I had have got into the ring in the same shape against Kashinov I did against Zilly, I um it could have ended horrifically that night. Like it, it could have been really, really bad. And um and I I'm my own worst enemy. I don't I don't talk, I don't tell people. I've been through some shit before in a boxing ring, in training, in life, in, in everything. And I always just soldier on and always just think I can do it. Like I it's well documented that I fought Yuli Giardi with a with a with a break in my C6 vertebrae, and um, I had paralysis in my left arm. I fought him for nine rounds like that. Right, so I've got it in built in and ingrained in me that I can get through anything. I just think I'm Superman, and I'm, I'm not. And um, so started camp. I felt amazing, and um, I was doing these massive, big interval training sessions, and much to Dad's dismay, like he he's always said to me, he's like, mate, you're a, you're a fighter. You're not a CrossFit athlete. You don't need any of this bullshit. You don't need to be throwing around weight. You don't need to be throwing ropes around. You don't need to be doing all this other crap. He goes, you're a fighter. You need to box. <laughs> yeah. You need to do your road work. And then when you're in the gym, this Jeff Fennick is a big proponent of this. And when you're in the gym, you're doing your prehab stuff that you have to do to keep because at the age of 34 now, and, uh, and I do have a fair few injuries under the belt now, I, um, I have to do stuff in the gym day in, day out to um, keep my body in, um, in, in check and keep everything strong um, for, for what I put it through in the boxing workout. So, but this is very basic prehab stuff. This is nothing crazy. This is nothing ridiculous. This is stuff that Coach Cook, that Mitch Cook has um, sorted out for me and David Francis, who um, works alongside Mitch Cook with um, Collingwood Football Club. So they're club physio. So this is the stuff that I do with them. And that's all I'm meant to do. I'm not meant to vary off the program, but I felt a million bucks. And coming off that cash and off win, I wanted to take it to a whole new level. I wanted to be fitter, stronger, faster than I've ever been. I wanted to destroy whoever they put in front of me next. So that was how I felt at the start of camp. As soon as we started sparring, I hadn't quite backed off it. I was still doing stuff that I wanted to to do i wanted to i wanted to do the extra stuff i just i just wanted it so bad that's all and um i had an issue in my shoulder my my um shoulder let go and dad's like mate i i fucking told you i told you like listen to me and so i've got no one but myself to blame and um so my shoulder let go so we had um some prp treatment i'm gonna have a few days off um and then back into training light duties no sparring um, so I'd have three days off after PRP, so no running, no nothing. Um, and then I would um, light duties, then I'd have more PRP, light duties again, more PRP, light duties. Got back into sparring. Um, I only had a couple of sparring sessions with Zarafa, and then I zigged when I should have zagged, and um, it wasn't a big shot or anything, but it happened in the third round, just about, Mick just about, Twisted my head clean off my <laughs> head clean off my shoulders, and um, just with the shove it in, <laughs> see coming. He's a sharp boy, Good. and uh, it threw my neck out. And not look, no, no panic there. It's not not the not the bloody neck injury again or anything. But it threw my neck out, and that was in the third round. We sparred ten rounds, um, and by the time I got my bandages off at the end, I could barely move my neck, and I had done something to my trap, so my shoulder where your shoulder and your neck meet. I'd done something there. So um, went and got that checked out. Yep. I had some more PRP, some more days off, and um, to rest it. And the entire time, all these injury troubles and stuff. Like I'm just thinking, look, I've got the conditioning now. I've got the experience. I'm, I can just draw on that. I didn't. I didn't rate silly. I really thought I'd just do it easy. Um, and um, but whilst I'm doing this, what happened with the weight was is um, my endocrine system, like hormonally. That's why. I do everything right. I eat right. I, I train right. Um, but hormonally, that's where my weight issues and stuff are. My endocrine system is not quite up to scratch with um, other athletes. I'm just not, I'm not, you know how some guys, they just walk around there just completely ripped. I am a fat man. There's a great big fat man inside of me just dying to get out. You just can't wait. And um, so I, the thing is, is I need to eat the right amount of calories and the right 
macronutrients in order to fuel my body um, to, to get through my training. And if you look at the Kashinov fight, my body was in good shape. I'm eating probably two and a half, two and a half thousand to three thousand calories a day, and I'm burning around that many calories a day. But the entire time, I'm building that little bit of muscle. I'm losing the fat over a slow, over a slow period of time, and that's how it should be done. But when I've injured myself and I'm on light duties, I'm in my own mind. I'm not. I'm thinking like I can't eat. I can't. I can't be eating. I can't be eating. I can't be putting the calories into my body because I'm not burning them off, um, which is which is which is correct because calories in, calories out. This is how you lose weight. So, whilst yeah. I'm on light duties and I'm not eating properly, I'm not building muscle. I'm not burning fat. I'm just my weight has stagnated. Now we get towards the end of camp, and I have not burnt any fat. I've not built any muscle and um, fat is a lot harder to dehydrate than muscle. And then because I'm under fueling my body and then I'm trying to cram in at the very end, I'm actually burning, burning, um, burning muscle and not burning my stored fat. So I'm actually, if you looked at, I look like absolute dog shit on the scale <laughs> and in the ring that night. I was, mate, I was so doughy. And but my in my own head, I just thought I'd just get through this. I'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so there's a lot of there's a lot of things that have ha clearly um, not gone right in the preparation. Yeah, I guess the, the important thing is there's, there's so much that's not gone right, and it's all yeah. it's all it's all to do with me being so pig headed at the very start, right? And not listening to the people around me, and not talking but to the people the, around with me. With the last with with this with yeah. this experience, um, are yeah. you? in a position and do you know what you need to do to make everything right the next time? Is there a chance that this is the loss that you essentially had to have um, to know what you have to do going forward? As much as a bitter pill it is to swallow, Ben, yeah, I think it is. I think I needed this because if I, if I had, have, if I, if that decision was, had have gone my way and um, I don't think it wouldn't have been the massive slap in the face because Let's let's be serious, man. Like if if I was a hundred percent, I stopped that man. I almost I almost stopped him in the tenth round when I had nothing. Like you gotta understand when I when I cut the weight um, too on my last little bit of water weight there, mate. I lost consciousness. I was I was in all sorts. Um, at one stage there, this is how this is how gone I was. At one stage there, I just made the weight. I was a hundred grams under, and I just. Just, I'm like, yes, finally we're we're here, and I've never felt more helpless in all my life. Um, I've been through some shit. I've said that, and all I had to do was just get up and walk under my own <laughs> under my own power, and I couldn't do it. I fucking I hit the deck, and then after I made the weight, I'm feeling good. I'm sitting there. I'm like a hundred grams under. I'm like fuck yeah! All we got to do now is just um, head back up to the room. Get change and head to weigh in. Go make weight. We can rehydrate, refuel. And um, I, I get off the scales and Dad and Mitch. I put my arms over their shoulders. Um, they 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 get under my arms and I'm like, can't. This is a bit dramatic, isn't it? I'm I'm sweet. Let's go. Let's go do this. So then I'm like, I'm trying to walk out of there. Next minute, I wake up. I'm on my knees. The boys are on their haunches, and I'm I'm. I'm looking at Mitch Cook, but at the time I didn't know it was I didn't know it was Coach Cook. I'm looking at Cookie, and Cookie he listens to this, and um, he's got a very similar hairline to Dad. <laughs> he's he's bald. He's up in my age. Sorry, Cookie, but the the, the light is shining off his bald head, <laughs> and um, I'm looking at him. I'm looking at him, and he goes, "You're looking at me so confused. It was just weird." And um, I'm looking at him, and I thought it was Dad. And I'm like, fuck, Dad, you're looking so good, mate. You, you look good. And um, Dad's talking to me. I'm like, how? I'm like, how on earth? He's under my left arm. Cookie is, and I'm, I'm looking at him <laughs> so confused. I'm like, how on earth are you talking? But your mouth isn't moving. Gee, you look good. You're looking good, Dad. You look young. Fuck, you look good. And then anyway, all of a sudden, Dad's always like, Jade, you gotta fucking breathe. Breathe, Jade. I take a few deep breaths. I zero in. It's actually Cookie that I'm looking at. 
and I turned my head to the right, and then, oh, I'm like, oh, fuck, there's Lenifer. No, you still look like shit. <laughs> and um, I'm like, fuck, because I'm on my knees. I'm like, how, how long have I been out for? They're like, oh, you've been out for a couple of minutes, mate. They're like, fuck, I'm like, fuck, lay me down. Because 100 grand, I'm like, get me some oranges. Yeah. Get me some oranges. I'm shouting at Tegan, get me some oranges. I want one of the hydrolite or something, like, because I'm underweight now. So I had to get that into me. I'm on the floor, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, fuck, I've never been like this before. Like, all you got to do is just get up and walk out of here. Why the fuck can't I do this? Like, it was the most shittest feeling, just a prisoner in my body. And so it was about, I don't know, about yep. an hour of stuffing around there, just trying to get my body up and going again. Got myself going. We're walking upstairs on the way into the building. I felt myself going again. I'm like, fuck. And um, we get inside, lights, camera, action. I just got to switch it on for everyone. So we switch it on. We get through the weigh-in talking absolute braille like i i wasn't making any sense like I, I don't know how the hell i got through my interviews with you and even even watching that like just watching that i look like a very sick man and um just my voice my voice is so shallow <laughs> yeah. and um i can't believe i yeah, had, and you had no moisture at all in your mouth like your your, your nah. lips are sticking together and everything yeah you, you could tell you'd done it extremely hard and and i knew that because len had been messaging me earlier in the day as well but um he was panicked. is he, it fair to say that you won't he, you know, wanted, to, he you, wanted you won't me. be doing a weight cut like that again not not a chance mate not a chance i had i had all, all the warning signs were there like early with those injuries and with like i said with my my endocrine system and how hormonally i'm just a fat prick um that's that's something that it takes it takes me a long time to change and i've got to have a good camp and everything in the right order in order for me to to do that and i have to live so clean outside of boxing now which is something that i have been doing since the cash and off since the cash since before the cash and off fight i've lived since i got this tv deal since i since i missed out on the callum smith fight i'm like it's actually going to happen like it's actually going to happen. Like all, all my dreams are going to come true if I just do this right. So I've lived so clean since then. And then I, I, I jumped off the program. I didn't listen to dad. I didn't listen to Mitch. I didn't bounce things off them. I injured myself. And then it just snowballed from there. And I still thought I'd pull through. And I still thought I'd beat Zilly. And I still think to this day that I beat Zilly. But should I, should I have, had I have gotten that decision, um, would I be having a really good hard look at myself right now like like I am? I, I don't know. So the thing is, it was an absolute terrible, terrible series of events that led to that. Um, we're already putting stuff in place now to um, to rectify everything. And hopefully, hopefully um, Zilli didn't watch A Current Affair and he comes back for his girlfriend and he comes back and I can um, finish off what I um started in round 10 because i i promise you and i promise all the hurt business radio listeners any everyone who's listening if i rock up 100 percent, that man does not see the end of 10 rounds with me he cannot he cannot like how i was a prisoner in my own body that day and even the day after wayne and everything like the the fight day i was glued in i was stuck in bed the entire day and then even when it was time to go to the fights it's like fuck trying to pull myself out of bed i was Fucked. I was gone. It was a terrible feeling. And even when I was in there, just I'm seeing things. Those long drives to the body. To me, that shit was in slow motion. It's a half step out. Nail the motherfucker. Get around him. Go again. Um, so excuse the language, fellas. I'm just getting a little worked up here, just reliving it in my mind because because no, I, I'm right. I'm you're seeing right. I'm seeing these things All and right. I'm a prisoner in my own body. And um, I just. I just in retrospect, just looking looking back on it, I just have no one to blame but myself. And um, yeah, all right. Well, that's a really good explanation, Jade, and it's thorough. So we, yeah, th that's that's really good. And um, I think it's important that you, yeah, you put all that out there. And um, now there's, you know, you're accountable now. So hopefully, uh, hopefully the uh, rematch can be done for July. I believe that yeah. is uh, the date that's being looked at and if so it'd be great to see uh see this all again and to see uh so see your closing, lesson and 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 don't what wear velvet on next um everyone it's definitely it was the velvet no velvet at boxer world yeah. i'm playing boxer world yeah but 
to be fair, it's a huge result for Hungary because um, <laughs> you had your way with them. Oh, fuck, yeah. here we go. For a long, long time, and it's about time Hungary got its own back. And uh... <laughs> Hey. <laughs> I beg your pardon? Right. <laughs> So does this mean we're going to see Silly versus Poulsen now? I um, you know, you know what? I I think we're going to um, see Silly versus Poulsen really now. Bashes in the interim, assuming he still has his kidneys, is he going to? Are we going to see Silly versus Poulsen? Nothing that I couldn't read. The man could box. Two hundred twenty-one. Hey Mickey, how did you score the fight? How did you score the fight, Mickey? I I didn't score to be honest, but um. Look, it looked like Jade was struggling and stuck in the mud there. So either either side of five rounds each makes sense to me. I thought the clear rounds for Jade were one, two, nine, and 10. Um, Through the middle stages, I could make a case for both. But I did think when I got into the ring that um, it was going to be a um a, a narrow unanimous decision uh win to jade but uh, uh yeah you know it, looking back on it and I, I watched it um the vast majority of it again anyway uh yeah it's um it, it's it's a close fight it's a close fight and it's not the jade that we saw Fuck against no. that's for sure you could see me in the middle rounds um when i pulled that in close because i didn't want the boom mics to pick it up and um because dad Dad's instructions and everything were so clear and so good on the night and um, was telling me exactly what I needed to hear, exactly what I needed to do. But the athlete that he had in front of him couldn't do it for him. Um, and just just certain things too, like what we'd worked on and what we'd seen of Zilly, with that with that pull counter with his right hand, we always knew that was there and we knew he'd love, love to dig to the body with the left rib and the long drives to the body. We knew, we knew that was there. So... What what our idea was is to to use our Jesus Christ my phone is running hot today Uncle Ronnie now, um, 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 um the plan was was to utilise a little bit of movement make sure that we won the first few rounds and then um, then to bring some feints in and to catch him inside of that pull counter like just to to catch him before the counter come because we saw it there and we knew that right hand was there the entire time we we knew it was there we watched the um the law fight where he got stopped by him and um. We just, he gave me perfect instructions, but he just didn't have the athlete in front of him to do it for him just because I didn't have it in me. So that's when I pulled him in close. I said, Dad, I'm fucked. I'm absolutely gone. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to save myself. Um, I'm trying to save myself for the, for the, for the distance of the fight. Like I'm trying, but I just, it just wasn't there. I just couldn't, couldn't pull the trigger. And I wanted, um, in, in, look, Dad's instructions too in the in the last round too and the last the last two rounds he's like mate you've got six you could hear him on the um on the broadcast you got six fucking minutes to go all you have to do is outbox this man for six minutes get back on your movement get back to this get back to that but then I found that right hand and I bombed him with the right and um and I thought I was going to get him out of there and Dad's urging me to to outbox and I'm looking at Dad because I didn't know. Because I, I, I do have a really good set of whiskers on me. Um, I can I wear shots off the best of them. And um, not that I ever try walk-through shots, but I didn't know if my chin would hold up because of what I'd been through. I actually thought, fuck, maybe maybe my chin's going to be shot tonight in tonight's fight. Maybe I'm not going to be able to wear the shots. Because everyone was like, oh, gee, he looked very strong and looked like a big puncher. But um, not at one stage in that fight at all was I ever rocked. And in the last round, he tried to pour it on me because Dad wanted me wanted me to move and box. He tried to pour it on me, and that was good for me. I could conserve energy, bury my feet in the ground, just bomb that right hand over the top because it was going to be there. It was there all fucking night for me. I saw it, and then I finally found it. And those punches, mate, there was bugger all on there. So I was spent. I was fucked. That's just accuracy, and that was timing. Um, so I, I truly believe that in the rematch. Yep. I'm getting me out of there. All right, sorry, lads. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting worked right. up again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. Completely understandable. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I guess the big question mark is uh, whether whether Lenifer sticks around for you now. Maybe he's uh, got greener pastures to go off and train some other big star. But uh, yeah. yeah, he's I the best in the business, so I guess he gets to decide. 
Glenn. We'll be, uh, we'll be right. He's the man. He'll be right. And Always um, the next, next couple. We'll be right. No, no. He did do a great job again. Um, in Even, listening to you blokes in the corner between rounds, um, yeah, yeah, he, he he did a fantastic job, and you know it was a tough night, but it, it is what it is. Uh, so we we move on. Even even in the lead up, the way that the way that even in the lead up, the way that that man breaks fights down, breaks fighters yeah. down, um, the instructions he gives, the stuff that we implement in training, um, look, that's that's seventy years yep. old now, and uh, and he's and he's a little little bit. And he's got the the health yep. issue, which which is going to be which is going to be fine. He's on top yep. of that now. But as far as a boxing brain goes, I I put that up there with with fucking any any trainer yep. in Australia. Of course, no, he's um, proved that. He's proved that. He's, he's up. There. Um. All right. No worries. Well, there we go. That is uh, that is the analysis of uh, Mitchell v Zilly one. But Mickey, what was the highlight yeah. of the night? No doubt the show stealer was Liam Wilson's oh, brutal KO wow. over Jesus Quadro. Um, <laughs> previously, Quadro had gone the distance with JJ Diaz, only lost by a couple of rounds. Ooh. And um, yeah, Wilson just took yeah. his head off. He was a bit of concern there for a few minutes because he was just lying there, face down, fa- yeah. face planted. So yeah, it was a brutal knockout and definitely a highlight oh. reel knockout for Liam Wilson. It was massive. And just his sixth professional fight. Jesus Quadro having his 25th. Uh, as you mentioned, he'd just gone the distance, lost by a majority decision to Jojo Diaz, who's now the super featherweight world champion. It was a, a huge step up by Liam Wilson. But, um, wow, he um, he has arrived well and truly. That was one of those moments <laughs> that um, will go around the world and already has. Uh, we put it up on main event Facebook. It's already done 110,000 views or something. And it'll be something that they're talking about um, everywhere because, as I said in commentary, um, he's ready for everyone now. Like, There's no one that would uh, offer uh, Liam Wilson a fight now and he would say no. He would um, be yeah. keen for any of the champions, anyone at Super Featherweight. <laughs> he is the real deal. When that right hand landed, a new Australian boxing star was born. Um, and my... Do you want to know what my exact words were when he walked out to the back room? I'm out there feeling like absolute shit. I said, as soon as he walks through, there's no congratulations. And I'm like, thanks, cunt. How the fuck am I meant to follow that? And, mate, I was so happy for him, man. That's fucking so cool. He's such such a nice guy and just I love that his daughter Charlotte's there and, partner and he's just yeah he's i'm just so happy for liam man that was unbelievable that left hook and he's 23 um and he's getting better Uh, yeah he he's got the boxing world at his feet it was um it was just phenomenal and and where there's been a a bunch of these uh next big things sort of um names for for quite a while he jumped out of the pack with that the other night that was just um such a big moment for him and so exciting for australian boxing it's um it's it's such a a great period and um yeah liam wilson is well and truly at the forefront of it now mate absolutely unbelievable what's next for him what's Next, uh, he'll be fighting on the Jeff Horn Tim Zoo undercard. Um, there's a couple of names in the mix. Um, they're very exciting names. Uh, it's going to be a good fight. They're, they're, yeah, there's there's two main can't options. Share any, any... Oh, I can't really say who it is, but no. But it, like, it, yeah, it, you, it's good. It's really good. And um, I'd imagine that he will be the co-feature on that card, um, unless something else um, massive happens, but that would that would make sense. Yeah. Well, he he already had he was um, he was co-main on Horn Mundine, um, co-main on uh, the Zarafa two fight against Jeff Horn. So yeah, it makes sense that he's there again, having his seventh pro fight, and he'll be world ranked by then. Um, uh, you'd That's imagine as well. So twenty three. Yeah, he's, uh, he's flying. Yeah. He's such a nice guy too, Liam. He's an absolute champion. I wish him all the very best. Um and how's how how's how like the um Zarafa Horn show, like that was that was awesome last time up there at Brisbane Entertainment Center. And um hmm. the fight that he was in that night, how's how much fun that was too. Like he Yeah. 
He, he, and the great man. thing with that fight was that he was infighting against that uh, Moro Peruini, the Argentinian. Um, he was happy yeah, to just yeah. stand in there and trade when he dropped him early, but then he got up and turned it into a war. And I spoke to Liam Wilson about that, um, I think on the main event boxing podcast. And he said, um, yeah, I, I was happy to stay and, and infight with him and to brawl on the ropes because it was getting a really good response from the crowd. They really enjoyed yeah. it. So I thought I'd just keep doing <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, and said that he felt safe in there. Yeah. Felt safe, felt comfortable in there doing it. It looked, it looked, it looked awesome, but um, yeah, he felt very comfortable in there doing it. And in this one, wanted to show he could box, but instead he decided to steal the show and just turn old, old man's wife <laughs> yeah. down. Yeah, and uh, and against a really awkward southpaw who'd given Jojo Diaz a lot of troubles because of um, how difficult and awkward he is and the way that he can sort of just graft through and steal rounds off you. But Liam Wilson wouldn't have a bar of it. Dropped him early, then just um, got rid of him with a a huge left hook. So, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, so happy for him. Yeah, he doesn't mind taking a shot. And, like, I love the way he kind of, like, He'd take a shot, then he'd sort of pull faces at Quadro oh, and, yeah. and things like that. I love that shit. Yeah, he, yeah. he dissuades you out of everything. He'll never let you have a moment. He's always um, shaking no. his head, uh, laughing, like, scoffing. Yeah. his tongue out. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he demoralized Quadro before he knocked him out because um, he'd taken a few of his shots, but every time he'd taken a shot from him, he'd given one back. And the moment when he dropped him earlier in the fight was when they did exchange. Quadro hit him clean, but his was just a better shot and he was rocky and then Wilson sent him down. So Quadro is wet, ready to go by the time he got rid of him because he had seen that this dude was just um, on a different level. No, it's um yeah oh, I can't wait I just can't wait to see who they put him up against next. It's gonna be very very hard to match, but I know that um, Dean Lonigan is so happy with Liam Wilson. Um yeah, so yeah. I can't well, wait to see to who be. these names are Ben that you're hiding from us. Yeah, well you'll know soon, very soon. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, well um and yeah, sorry, Mickey, go. No, I was just going to say, next NBS show is on the 21st. Yep, 21st of March. Starring Brock Jarvis and Dry Pattaya, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. So sort of a double header, but uh, Brock Jarvis will be headlining um, that event. His first fight since Spendigo because um, he had a few health issues. Obviously, Jeff Fennick, his trainer, had um, very significant health issues in Thailand as well. And so he's had a break between now and then, and he will fight against uh, Christian Avila. So that'll be the main event uh, there. He's a, a big puncher, Avila. Um, you know, Brock Jarvis just gets better and better. And the interesting thing here is that he's going up in weight. So while he's been struggling at uh, Super Bantam weight, um, he does go up here. And that was the decision of Jeff Fennick rather than Brock himself. Uh, he'll be fighting for a youth world title. So his second um, youth world title uh, attempt after winning at Super Bantam weight. Um, and Jaya Pattaya fights as the co-feature there. They went through um, half a dozen opponents, as they always do with Opatai, but he's ended up with uh, Yuri Kalinga, who uh, went the distance um, with Denis Lebedev for a world title, has had some um, big-name opponents, and another really good test for, for Jaya. F- so that's the 21st, a Saturday Is night, he- the Horton Pavilion in Sydney. Is he a former interim world title holder? Yeah, I think he did... Yeah. Yes, he, he did have an interim version of the belt and, and um, yeah, beat a couple of good names, uh, mm. Mastanak and, and the like. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah, it's a it's another good step for um, uh, yeah. for Jai. And you got to remember, Jai's only 24. Uh, Brock Jarvis is 22. Liam Wilson, 23. Um, and yeah, that show, 21st, as I said, a Saturday night, Horton Pavilion in Sydney, but you'll see it live. Um, it won't be carried on on Fox Sports. It'll actually be on the main event channel free, uh, so it'll come for free, much like the fights did on Sunday, uh, just gone. So, um, yeah, so awesome. that one is coming up next. Awesome. Um, I'm going to say um, even that, that's just a bit of pill to swallow. Listen to <laughs> rattle off all the boys' ages who were also signed to TV. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, the old boy you know. Fucking wounds. <laughs> but um, no, you'll mate, be back, at least, mate. You'll at least, be back. of course, I'll be back, mate. At least I get to do it on live TV. Um, hopefully in July in Melbourne. So, yep, I'll be back. I'll be back. The old you'll boy, be right. shall you'll be right, again. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but um, yeah, they're really good fights on the twenty first. That's um, yeah, Kalenga is twenty five and six, and Jayapatai is having his twentieth fight undefeated, of course. Uh, Christian Avila fifteen four and one. Uh, that's for a youth world title, as I mentioned. Um, some good fights on the undercard as well. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it it should be a a really good show, and looking forward to that one as the next one. So this weekend, Rowan Murdoch, yes. your super middleweight compatriot yep. mm-hmm. fights uh this weekend against zach parker yeah zach yeah. parker so it's effectively a world title eliminator i think it's not officially one eliminator. anymore but um this is the co-main on the uh uh scott quig john o'carroll uh card from manchester you'll see this as well live and um free to view on main events at so channel 521 on Fox Sports um, this Sunday morning. Coverage starts at 6 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. And uh, the fight involving Rowan Murdoch and Zach Parker is the co-main. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to that. They flew out, I think, uh, on Sunday or Monday. And they're over there now. So, yeah, an interesting fight. You'd know more about uh, Zach Parker than than probably most. Uh, Jade, you've watched a bit of him. What are your thoughts on this fight? I have. Um, look, it's a really, really tough fight for, for Rowan, but um, this is how you earn your title shot. And even though you said it's not an official eliminator, shouldn't it just be an unwritten law that number one versus number two should yeah. really get a title shot? It's only that there, there's the looming um, Canelo versus yeah. Billy Joe Saunders fight. Yeah, um, yeah. That's, I think Canelo's there. just going to be that you know, confusing element at the moment, isn't he, in everything because yeah, he sort of does yeah, what he wants. So, it should, yeah. Un, it should be an unwritten law or, or even an interim title if they're going to dick him around that much um, so that when Canelo does Amscray or whatever the hell he's going to do, that then the, the whoever does have that Whoever does have that interim status becomes the full champion once Canelo bails because Canelo's only going to take the biggest, best fights around because that's what Canelo does. But um, this is how you earn it. Yeah. And uh, Rowan, Rowan has been on the sidelines for some time now and um, his team have done great like rallying, rallying to get him to um, the status that he's in now, the position that he's in. And, mate, this, this, is, how, this is how you earn it. So... Um, that's Rome's doing exactly what what I wanted to do before I fucked up. But um, I'm 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 right behind him. Yeah, it's um, it has been yeah, a long time. It's, it's um, awesome. Any concern? Do you think in that fact? It, it was December 2018 when he um he fought most recently. That was in Brizzy against that uh, Rolando Mancia. I called that fight. So a, a long time between fights. Is- He's a bit of concern because I believe Zach Parker's on a whole different level to Mancia. Um And the inactivity, Rollins had a good prep, but he's had some great sparring with um, young Matteo Tapia um, and a few others there. Um, he'll be prepared. Chris Carden will have had him in in, uh, in great shape. And this is it, man. This is this is his. This is as big as it gets. Like it, it, we said, it's not an eliminator, but. Unwritten law, number one versus number two. There isn't many Aussies out there doing that. You've got Jason Maloney about to do it against against um, Greer. Mm-hmm. Do you know if that's going to be a world title eliminator? That one. Um, I I think it'll be the same sort of situation, won't it? Um, I know that Bob Arum. Um, Canelo fighting. Canelo fighting. Yeah, a well, he, also. he can if he wants. Uh, <laughs> he can if he wants. But uh, I don't know if it's a, yeah. an official eliminator, is it? I, I don't know. I'd have to check that. But um, I know that Bob Arum said to us, yeah. uh, Mickey, when we were in the US, that um, he'd love to see the winner fight the winner. So yeah. um, Nui Nui is fighting, obviously, as the the main event, and he'd like to put um, yeah. Jason if he wins, or, or Greer if he were to. Um, snag it uh, against Anui, but uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows what can happen? Absolutely huge implications there. Yeah. But, um, you mentioned Matteo Tapia. Yeah, so, uh, mate, sorry, no. you, you mentioned Matteo Tapia, probably worth mentioning that he's fighting this weekend as well in Dubai, fights against uh, Steve Collins Jr. Uh, TJ Dehaney fights as well uh, internationally um, this weekend. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot going on. He, he's, so is, he's on the same card, TJ. That- that's the Celtic Warriors 
son, yeah? Um, well, I, I assume so. Steve it's got to be, doesn't Jr. it? Or is it some other bloke called Steve Collins? I assume, it's, um, I assume it's his son. I suppose it would be a generic name for there'd be a few Steve Collinses around over um, Island Way, wouldn't there be? Yeah, I, but, I guess um, they would. I guess yeah, they would. Hell of a, hell of a fighter, the old yeah. man. I um, remember watching him as a young fella. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's cool. Tapi is um, Tapi is a really exciting prospect. He is, yes, um, yeah. So a, a lot going on. Uh, we'll talk more about the Maloney's in in, in a moment, but um, Mickey, uh, some big fights coming up as well at the end of this month. This month, uh, Zach Dunn. Is that who you're talking about? <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> just like <laughs> smooth. Apologies to Zach Dunn. Mickey does not apparently think your fight's all that big, um, Zach Dunn fighting Mickey for fight. the interim WBA light heavyweight world title in Germany against Dominic Bosel. Um, hopefully this does end up on Fox Sports. There's um, a lot of talk about that at the moment. So uh, stepping up in weight, obviously. Uh, this is the fight they've been waiting for, clearly, um, Jade, to to go and get a, a, a version Absolutely. of the world title. Um, can you understand why he didn't want to fight you now? Um, I can, because Dominic Bosal, as far as world titles are concerned, this 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 is a real, this is a very winnable fight. Um, I I actually was offered Dominic Bosal for the vacant IBO um, light heavyweight world title a year and a bit ago oh, okay. now. That that and that, um, um, that belt is also I was told in this no, fight. Yeah, on the line. I was told. I'm not allowed to take that because the WBA will strip me, which they did anyway. Lo and behold, they did. <laughs> yeah. They did yeah. anyway and gave it to, gave it to me, buddy Zach. So um, yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah, I, it's it's great. Good on him. <laughs> real, 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 real. How good's boxing? I'm How good is boxing? I'm sitting here. I'm fucking beat by Billy. <laughs> After me, titles have been stripped, and I've been told not to fight Bozal. Um, I was actually, I was actually going to be decent money as well. It's a fight that Stuart Duncan offered me, and I was told not to take it um, because I would be, um, yeah. Anyway, I think uh, back to Zach. I think I really think that this is this is a winnable fight. I think this was a great decision by them, and um, I, I, in in all honesty, I really hope Australia can have another champion. I hope Zach gets the job done yeah. over there. Um, I really have no ill will towards Zach at all. Um, the powers that be, the way things have been done, the people behind the scenes who who have been pushing the buttons, um, yeah, maybe a tiny little bit of ill will <laughs> to them. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but look, no, look, it's it's a winnable fight, and this is what they've been waiting for because I know they've had offers for other champions, and I I think that they. Um, they know their limitations and they know their charge and they know um, that this 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 is actually doable. So um, good luck to yeah. them. And um, so and this I, is the twenty eighth of um, the twenty eighth of March. So it's the 29th, Sunday morning, the 29th of March, uh, Australian time from Germany. Uh, so really good fight. Um, hopefully Zach Dunn does. Uh, win the interim version of the world title and bring it home. That'd be great. And then that afternoon as well, um, former heavyweight world champion Lucas Brown uh, in his next assignment, his first American fight. He fights at the uh, Park MGM Theater in Las Vegas. Um, he was meant to be fighting against Otto Valin, but uh, he's injured, so it's pulled out. And as a result, there's a replacement opponent for um, for Lucas and it is the Russian Apti Davtayev, who's uh, 20 one with 19 stoppages and has had a few really uh, brutal stoppages of late as well. Yeah, it's um, it's a PPC card, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's a well, it's a Showtime, um, it's a Showtime broadcast, but it is a, uh, a yeah. Ultimately, it's a PBC card, so it's you know oh. it's promoted by the you know the, the usual suspects for for who, PBC, but it is broadcast on Showtime. You did you just say who's yeah. the main event that night? Uh, it's that Lewis Neary up against um, uh, someone uh, also undefeated uh, Alameda. Is it Alameda? Someone Alameda? Aaron Aaron Alameda. Okay. 
yeah that's the main fight so really yeah that's a that's a cracking super bantamweight fight um yeah Neary's um, Neary's the real deal um I'm a yeah, he struggles oh. with the weight Neary um is the only query around him but uh yeah, good, Neary was really at, Neary was at bantamweight wasn't he he was and he's gone up to uh, yeah. super um yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He was WBC champion there, but yeah. Yeah. So this is his this is his first go since he's gone to Super Banner. But yeah, that was always his um his issue was 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 making the weight uh, at Banner. Um, but yeah. regardless, yeah, really good fight. Uh, big opportunity for Lucas Brown. Really hard fight. Um, really really hard fight. But uh, yeah, let's see how he goes. Yeah, it's a hard fight. He's had a lot of fights fall over. That that. Yeah, I wish the Zilli fight had fallen over late. <laughs> oh, um, I'm fucking so butthurt. I just want to fucking, I just want the rematch so bad. I want to make this right. Um, um, and that same date, a very busy date. So those two were talking about trying to get them on Fox. Hopefully they do end up there. Um, and then... The same date, Dara Foley fights um, in Kazakhstan against um, an Olympic champion uh, whose name I always struggle to pronounce or remember. I have um, not, I have not looked at um, his box record all yet. But um, who, who's his one loss to? He's eight and one. Um, yeah, he is. His loss. I looked this up. Um, so his name is Fazlidin Gabe Nazarov. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Is that that might be right? You don't know. Uh, he's eight and one Olympic champion, and um, his loss was against Michael Fox. Um, okay, how did he lose? A, a unanimous decision. Um, he was deducted two punches, and according I haven't seen the fight, but according to Boxrec, one of the deductions <laughs> was he lost a point for throwing a backhanded punch. Um, so he, he would have lost anyway, majority decision, but, uh, yeah, so, but he came back, um, after that, went back to Kazakhstan and won in the, with a first round stoppage, but yeah, he did lose in the U S. Mate, um, yeah, the old dirty backhand, right? Yeah. Won't be doing yeah. Um, do that. Imagine if Dara Foley sparks that man, because Dara does have that one punch stopping. Oh Yeah. We've seen that. Again. Yeah. Um, we had the great uh, pleasure of calling his fight um, against Sonny Katiandago uh, when he yeah. was getting beaten and he switched and uh, threw that huge shot and knocked him out. <laughs> oh, it was so good. This yeah. massive shot. He was running around like Mick Jagger. It was so good. Yeah, he, it was very cool. He's an entertaining fellow, old Dara. He is. He is an entertaining Tough, fellow. Yeah. Hopefully, he can spark the Olympic Games gold medalist. Yep, but, that would be um, great. Yeah, um, I uh, we were talking about Lewis Neary before, and the man who yep. has his old title, the WBC bantamweight title, the Frenchman. Um, oh, what's his name? Um, it escapes me at the moment. But I, I would pick Jason Maloney yep. to beat that man as well. I think Jason's sitting at number three with the WBC. And if he fights Greer, they're talking about Nanito Donair. Who was it that beat Zoltan Tete for the WBO Bantamweight title? Who now holds that? Um, well, why don't if you're going to ask that, why didn't you just look it up before? Why don't you do you your homework, you fucking idiot? Yeah, <laughs> well, sorry. I'm just, uh, yeah, because yeah, I'm yeah. just thinking on my feet here, and normally you are the all-knowing, all-knowing. Yes. Okay. Man. Well, I... I, so what? what is the question? Sorry, who are we looking for? We're looking at everyone in the panel division pretty well. And I'm telling you that Jason's going to bash them all. But, um, right. yes, I, um, I'm i just going off on a tangent here. Just don't don't mind me. So you, sorry, just, are, you, I'm just are you asking about the WBO bantamweight world title? Is that what you're asking about? Yeah, who now oh, well, holds that? that? Because so Noya Nui is fighting. Noya Nui is fighting against John Casemiro as the main event of um, Jason Maloney, Joshua Greer. And Nui's got the IBF and the WBA super titles, and Casemiro has the WBO. 
Vivio. Yep, sorry. So that shows how much attention I'm paying. No, that's all right. So there's only the only other title out there is the Frenchman with the WBC. Yeah, Ubali. Ubali. Well, this pretty well is a world title. Rigondeaux's got a regular belt in the WBA. Imagine that. Jason Maloney, if you got Jason Maloney, Rigondeaux, and um, Andrew Maloney, Gonzalez. Like, (laughs) how cool. Two of the biggest names in the in the lighter weight divisions in the past decade, and um, we've got the twins fighting fighting both of them. Oh yeah, but wow. um, yeah, um, yeah. What sorry. a what a magnificent win it was um, by Chocolatito uh, on Sunday. Oh. Just an incredible performance. Um, yeah, bashed Calify um, and leaves Andrew Maloney really uh, interestingly Maloney, poised, yeah. as you mentioned. So. Um, yeah, we, we've mentioned you. that um, Jason's got his fight booked in. It's Anzac Day over in the uh, in, in Vegas, and he's fighting against Joshua Greer. We've known that for some time. Well, it's uh, going to be announced imminently that Andrew Maloney has a fight in the US as well um, on a different card. It'll be on the seventeenth, um, I think it is, of April. Um, <laughs> and we don't. I don't know the opponent personally, but. Um. Yeah, he's right. now after having an interim version of the world title from that um, fight in Melbourne. He now is elevated to having a regular belt. Um. So he w- is the regular world champion now, Andrew Maloney. Then he'll have his fight in April, and then um, maybe we see him if he gets through that against Chocolatito. I won't. I won't say who, but I was having a good chat to um, Andrew the other day, and. Um... It was just funny. I, I, actually, just quickly, like it's cool when we when we're in um, in America together in 2015 over there training, and I wasn't even aware of Chocolatito back then. Um, really, I, I'd I'd heard of him, hadn't watched much of him. And Andrew and that they spotted him. Um, we're in Vegas, and the boys went and got. I took a photo of him with Chocolatito, and this telling me what a machine he was, and then started watching him from then on. And absolutely yeah. love Chocolatito now. Yeah. But it's just so cool that it's like we were there 2015. Holy shit, that's Chocolatito. Yeah. And uh, Andrew was so wrapped to get a photo with him. And now he's probably going to be fighting him for the WBA super title yeah. should he get past his next opponent. Yeah, yeah. So I had cool. a funny conversation with Andrew the other day. Um, it's just weird. Like, it's we're, it's a good, good mate of mine. We chat so much shit together. And um, he's telling me about the opponent that it looks like he's facing. Yep. And he's like, oh, man, it's, it's, actually, it's actually a really hard – it's actually going to be a really hard fight. Um, yeah, it's going to be yeah, – it's, it's not an easy fight. I'm like, can't – it's like, um, can't – you're champion of the world. I'm like, is there any easy fights anymore, you fucking idiot? And he's like, oh, yeah, I suppose when you put it that way. <laughs> it was just a stupid – Stupid conversation and just I don't know, just yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it just it just yeah, just he's champion of the world. They're all going to be hard fights. Every fight that man's in now is going to be big. He's the WBA regular champion of the world. His his next opponent is going to be a tough fight. He gets past him, gets a fight with Chocolatito, and it's just yeah, it's just a strange turn of events, and it's just been cool to actually be there. I don't know, just see it all unfold. It's just, um, it's just really cool. I'm absolutely wrapped for him. And and Jason, should he get past Greer, is looking at the, um, which I think he knew he will get the job done. Um, looking at a, a, a fight for the uh, IBF, WBA, and um, WBO World Championships. It's just, yeah, I don't know, it's just insane. It is where the boys are. They're the best we've got, and. Um, and they're a chance. What a huge so week that is um, for Australian boxing because it'll be the 17th um, over in the US. So the 18th here is Andrew's fight against um, whoever it is. That's in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, then back here on the uh, 22nd, we'll have Horn Zoo. And then back over there, the 25th American time, 26th the Sunday here, will be um, Jason Maloney. Uh, in his fight against Joshua Greer. So, um, yeah, a, a, a massive week um, in Australian boxing. Yeah, absolutely. Huge, huge week. Mm. 
Yeah. Where to now, Do Mickey? Do we have a location yet for Horn Zoo? We don't, but it's imminent. Can you um, details you can share Yeah, with I can share with you the fact that it will be um, either at the new stadium in Townsville um, or in Brisbane. They're the two venues still in the running to host uh, Horn against Zoo. And Which venue in Brisbane? Um, well, the most likely venue in Brisbane would be the same yeah. venue that we did Horn Zarafa to the Brisbane uh, Convention and Exhibition yeah. Centre. So those are the two um, venues still in really the running. Like, I actually really like that venue. Um, and down there on South Bank too, there's so many good little eateries and yeah. and bars and stuff around. You can uh, grab a bite before you head into the fight. Sure, just, yeah. yeah. It's a, really, it, really cool. It's a really cool spot. Um, you know, it's not a massive venue, but it does have a good atmosphere. And then, yeah, Townsville is a stadium fight, which is um, an exciting prospect for everyone as well. Um, obviously, more logistical issues around having an open-air fight. But um, either way, uh, ideally, there will be an announcement next week on that um i would expect that there will be an announcement next week so um yeah it's uh it's getting closer and i know a lot of people are hanging out to um to try and um you know book travel or organize um their lives around it but uh yeah hopefully next week and then that should be plenty of time for people to mobilize for the uh for the date in april which has already been announced and uh yeah really exciting uh time for australian boxing Indeed it is, indeed it is. Have you put is. up with Zoo or Horn? Me? Yeah. Um, yeah, bits and pieces. What do you want to know? Oh, just, yeah, where, where their heads at, you know, what have they got to say about well, each other? you'll be catching up with Tim Zoo later this week, Mickey, because you're going to be filming um, some stuff and then uh, probably with Jeff Horn next week. Um, yeah, they're both fully into their preparations at the moment. Um both are, are training very, very hard. Um, this has obviously the big fight feel to it. It is a, a mainstream bout that everyone is already talking about. Um, and those two men have just dived headfirst into preparations. Um, some changes, obviously, in Jeff Horn's camp because he's no longer working with Dundee Kim, who's gone out um, on his own as a, a trainer. Uh, so so no longer working the corner, of, essentially, for Glenn Rush. And he'll be training boxers um, of his own accord, Joel Camilleri, um, amongst others. Um, so a new uh, strength and conditioning trainer for Tim Zhu. Um, other than that, business as usual for him. And, and Tim will be doing his camp uh, entirely in Australia. No US trip plans this time around. Um, and he is fully immersed in that as we speak. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's all ticking along and just waiting for that venue announcement. And then we'll uh, start wheeling out all the content and uh, start to really build this up. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. I, um, I, um, I see who's who's doing Jeff's strength and conditioning now. Did I see Tyrone, um, uh, Tyrone Tongya or Tong? Yeah, he's involved, see- and so is Chris Muckett. He's great. All right, yeah, um, hey, cool, cool. So, I was actually hoping to, um, it was Chris Muckett who is the strength and conditioning trainer for Dennis Hogan. Yeah, um, he's involved. Yeah, I saw Dennis was in the um, crowd uh, this past. He was. Yeah, yep. he was at the uh, at the venue. He um, he walked out about halfway through your fight, but um, <laughs> I think he <laughs> enjoyed the rest of it. No, he was there. Always good to see. Uh, always good Why to see are the you hurricane. Such a terrible person, mate. What? You just can't help yourself. <laughs> Yeah, so we did see Dennis Hogan. I was wondering if that was him who was sitting behind you, Ben. Did you have a chat with him? How's he going? Um, I was on air, but he came over, um, like everyone yeah. likes to at those smaller venue shows, and tapped me on the back yeah. in the middle of, uh, in the middle of uh, <laughs> commentating. No, no, he, no, he was fine. He was fine. He's a great bloke, um, Dennis. Uh, no, I don't know what's happening next with him, but I know that um, off the back of his Charlo fight, Showtime, uh, expressed how keen they were to have him back. So I would imagine that uh, he'll be back in the US uh, getting a good earn back at his proper weight division at, at Super Welterweight as well, which would be fantastic to see. So hopefully they give him a decent opponent, he gets through, and um, he can start heading back towards that uh, that world title belt that he should have had after his uh, robbery against Jaime Munguia. I wonder if um, I wonder if I see that uh, my boy, 
Benny Marnie has been uh, posting, alluding to he's heading over to the US too. I wonder if they'll be on the same card because they're both DDP stablemates. So, but, yeah, yeah it could could be. Yeah, I was actually wondering the other day what's going on with Ben Marnie. So yeah, yeah that'd be great if he gets a a decent fight over there. Absolutely. But mm. um, yeah. So what else, Mickey? Have we have we, have we touched on Daniel Lewis? Fighting um, an eleven-foot oh, giant. Holy shit! No, we haven't. <laughs> we have not. I can't believe that we hadn't talked about that. That mate, that was such a good fight, and yes. um, so many close rounds. Like the the scores didn't seem that wide to me. Did not. No. Ninety-nine, ninety-one. One of the judges. That was ridiculous. I was most surprised. By yeah, that, that was a bit wide. Um, yeah, I, I thought it would go against him. I thought probably seven-three against him, but G did a good job because the thinking, obviously, going into that fight was we're fighting against a giant, nineteen centimeters disadvantage, um, and he did such a good job. Got inside plenty, managed to sort of make stages of the fight his own, um, but ultimately. Um, Sebastian Fandora, while he is a giant and is so friggin' skinny, he's also tough. And they thought they'd break him down to the body, but he wore those shots really well. So, um, yeah, a loss on the biggest possible stage being on uh, Wilder Fury 2 for Daniel Lewis on the broadcast, which is so vitally important to be um, in those fights as well. Um, But I think that he did his brand internationally so much good in that performance because Top Rank would have seen that and gone, well, no one's going to beat that big lanky dude um, with him being so tough unless they're truly world-class. And given it so early for Daniel Lewis, they would have said, we'll have him back. So I'd imagine while yeah. we'll see Daniel Lewis probably fight here in Australia next, um, the deal has been extended um, with Top Rank and you would think that we'll see him back over there on some big cards very soon. So um, he did a good job. Yeah, you would think they'd look favourably upon yeah. that because who in their right mind would openly just want to take that fight and 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 he he did he took it to him the entire time i um i myself i probably even i could even make an argument for closer than seven to three i, I thought he did a brilliant job lewis and um yeah it's got so yeah, much yeah. Got so i much, could accept that argument i've got yeah. so much respect for daniel and um and his team for having a crack the way they're pushing him and um really look forward to really look forward to what's next for daniel I'd love to see him on some of the a televised card here as well. Like that'd be cool. Mm. To see a bit more of it. Yeah, for sure. Well, he was originally going to be fighting on the March twenty one card before that opportunity came up. So he uh, obviously pulled off that card. But um, yeah, there are plans for him to fight in Sydney next. Um, probably yeah. not a live televised card, but uh, certainly one that you'd be able to. I'll see tell you where Lewis really. So. I'll tell you where yeah, Lewis really happening. impressed me too is um, on that big stage. Um, just how well he took it in his stride and how well he's actually speaking now. Like, he's actually interesting to listen to. He speaks mm. clearly. He speaks well. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he just he's just he's just owning it. He's just doing really, really, really good. And um, that, that surprised me the most is just how – just how well he did on camera and everything too. So it's it's um, still only just the beginning for Lewis, and I just yeah look forward to watching the rest of his ride. His team are really pushing him hard, and Daniel's um, Daniel's killing it. So let's yeah let's um, hopefully all of Australia gets behind him because I really I really believe that Daniel's still um, a future star. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yep. It is. Yeah, the super welterweight division in Australia is red hot right now. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, there's there's so many um, throughout, and uh, it's really a really exciting time in that division. But yeah, you're right. Daniel Lewis does speak. Marnie, well. he's, Marnie, um, he's come Marnie along, Lewis come is along great. Right. We're just talking so, about a super well, welterweight in uh, my boy yep. Benny Marnie. Uh, Marnie Lewis is a is a fight I absolutely love. Yeah. Um, yeah. See. These boys are hot on the heels of oh, that's Jeff, a Tim, and, yeah, that is and a Rafa as well. So, but um, yeah, exciting, exciting to be. And um, yeah, we've talked about George Cambosis' upcoming fight with Lee Selby um, a number of times on the show. Um, I don't think we've mentioned since the uh, date was announced or was 
essentially leaked by the uh, promoter, Eddie Hearn, and then confirmed elsewhere. But um, it hasn't been made official. But the Selby-Cambosis fight will take place uh, on May the 9th. So in the early hours of Sunday, May 10, uh, hopefully it can be picked up on um, Fox and uh, it'll take place in Cardiff. I think it's Motor Point Arena is the venue there. So that is uh, a world title eliminator, uh, Selby Cambosis, May. Awesome. The Fingers crossed we can get that because um, you've been able to get us a lot of the uh, matchroom stuff there, um, watching the boxing early on the Sunday morning. So... Hopefully we can and talk about talk about earning it. Um, yep. World title eliminator against Lee Selby, former world champion, um, to fight Teofimo Lopez. So let's go, George Cambosis, and uh, let's go, Fox Sports. Let's get that one on TV. Well, I think that that wraps up. Unless you guys wanted to cover anything else, but I think that's that's pretty. Look, much there's everything. definitely stuff that we will have forgotten, and there's bits and pieces that we uh, haven't yeah, spoken about as much as we should have. But it's been a long time between episodes, so it's good to be back. Um, unfortunate we have to come back um, off the back of uh, our inspirational uh, companion Mate, I've, Jade Mitchell sil- silver out, lining I've just got to look be at back. if I had of if I had if the decision had been favorable favorable to me would I have had a look at the whales doing things um, going into these bigger fights and maybe this is what I need and um, I know that Dean Lonigan Lyndon Hosking are working as hard as they can to um, get this rematch for me I am going to right the wrongs. There was talk of it actually being on the Horn Zoo undercard, but Lennifer's put his foot down and said no. Um, he wants me to have more time to get um, all the um, all the issues addressed. And um, should we get that man um, on the next MBS round in Melbourne, um, I, I promise everyone that I, I, I finish him. If I come in 100%, I finish that man. I pick up where I left off from and we can we can get on with it. So silver lining, I've got the right people trying to make it happen for me. And um, maybe this is a slap in the face I needed. So it is what it is. Let's get on with it. Cool. All right. Any slaps in the Brilliant. face for you lately, Mickey? No, I think I'm slap free at the moment. I think you no, needed a good, slap yeah, in the good. face yeah. towards the end of the episode, mate. You yeah. dripped it off on us. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, it was your or a bucket of cold water for me to sleep. All right, well, great, great chatting. Uh, talk to you again soon, fellas. Um, Cheers, guys. Have a good one. See you on the next. Get one. back in the gym, Jade. I shall. Bye. Bye. Bye.